We are on the very bottom of Ksubis Nun Gimel Omebez 53b. As the Gemara is continuing to discuss different cases to figure out, uh, is this a situation where the uh, sister will be supported by her brothers? Again, it's a case where uh, the father passes away. And in the Ksuba, it says we, there's a concept of a Ksubas with a Bun and Nukvin, where the, in the Ksuba it writes that uh, the brothers who receive the uh, Yerusha, the inheritance, they have to uh, provide sustenance to their sister uh, until she gets married. Uh, so we're going to discuss a few different scenarios where there's a question as to whether or not uh, she would receive uh, the sustenance from the brothers, again, the, from the state that the brothers received through the Yerusha, through the inheritance, uh, would this apply in, in different scenarios? So, by Bas in In a situation where a uh, a couple that gets married, it's a rabbinic prohibition for them to be married. It's not on a biblical level, it's not on a derisa level, but there's a rabbinic prohibition for the couple to be married. Now, when there's a rabbinic prohibition for the couple to be ma- to be married, when it comes to the wife slash mother, uh, she does not receive. Uh, sustenance from her husband. Uh, even though in general, in Iksuba, she would receive sustenance from her husband, uh, but we do not apply that in that case because uh, this is going against the, what the rabbis want. This is a marriage which is not shank- sanctioned by the rabbis. Uh, so, uh, But what about the daughter? What if there's a daughter from that uh, marriage? So does she receive Mizonos? Does she receive uh, sustenance from the brothers or not? So what's the question? Why would we? Why would there be a question here? So explains the Gemara. Moving on to Nundala Manala fifty-four a. Basically, the mother doesn't receive her ksuba. She doesn't receive sustenance from her husband. Uh, so she doesn't receive that. So then, if she doesn't receive it, so then certainly her daughter will not receive it. Or do we say that no? The reason why she doesn't receive it is because of a kenas, of a fine, uh, but the daughter, maybe the daughter, she, she didn't do anything wrong. The daughter was just the child from this relationship. She didn't do anything wrong. Maybe she should receive sustenance from the estate of her father that's given to the to the brothers. So to this, the Gemara answer is teku. It's unresolved. We don't have we don't have an answer. We will see a few cases where it's unresolved. In the end of the day, in all of these cases where it's unresolved, so what do you do? At the end of the day, when it's unresolved, so then we're left with, uh, with nothing. Essentially, what it means is that whoever has... The money is allowed to keep the money. So the brothers would not be obligated. At the end of the day, uh, it's unresolved, but because it's unresolved, the brothers will not be obligated to then uh, pay uh, for her food. Okay, next case. Bay Rava. Bas Arusa. Yesh so Ein Lamazonos. What happens in the following situation? There's different explanations as to what exactly this case is, but Rashi, the classic commentator on the page, he explains that they're halachically engaged. They have a, they're halachically engaged. However, uh, they have a daughter. Uh, again, during the times of the Gemara, they would be a year apart. They are not allowed to have sexual relations. That prohibition, according to the vast majority of opinions, is on a rabbinic level, that they're not allowed to have sexual relations. But they end up having sexual relations. Not only do they have sexual relations, but they have a daughter while they are engaged. And he passes away, according to Rashi, he passes away while they are still engaged. So the question is, does this daughter receive uh, sustenance from the brothers, from the father's estate? 
What's the question? Kevin de Islak Suba Isla Odilma came to look in a Rabbanic Suba at Chasnisuin Lesla. So what do we say? Do we say that uh, because there is, let's say, a ksuba, the ksuba for the mother was written down uh, during the time of the engagement, and so therefore, even though the mother, if you just focus on the mother for a second, the mother does not receive sustenance. The mother, while they're engaged, she lives in her father's home. She doesn't; they're not allowed to live together. Not allowed, they don't live in the same uh, in the same house. So she lives in her father's home. She does not; the mother does not receive sustenance. However, the other parts of the ksuba. Uh, do exist. She does receive, if the husband passes away, she does receive the 200 zuz. Uh, so there are aspects of the ksuba that do exist. She's not, she's not, she does not receive sustenance. So do we say that since it exists from the time of the erison, from the time of the beginning of the engagement, so too the daughter would receive the mizonas, would receive the sustenance from the brothers? Or do we say that no, they didn't, uh, they didn't establish the ksuba until the time of the nisuin? So the Gemara answers take The Gemara says this is also unresolved. We don't know. At the end of the day, we don't know. Now, many of the Rishonim, many, many of the earlier commentators point out that this would be a, this is a little strange because there's a suggestion at this stage, uh, there's a suggestion, it's, it's unresolved, but there's a suggestion that uh, even though the mother doesn't receive sustenance, the daughter would receive sustenance. So why would that be? At the end of the day, they're, they're, not, they're not all living together. They're not, the husband has never taken on responsibility to pay for the sustenance of, of his wife. They're only engaged, they're not living together. So then it's a little strange that he would then be obligated to provide sustenance for his daughter. Um, so there's a, there's a way of dealing with it. It's not for now, but there, there's a way to, to explain that. But there are others who explain that the case very differently. They explain the cases that we're referring to here is where they have a daughter while they're engaged, but the cases where then they then got married, they're fully married, and then the husband passed away. And so then the question is a very different question. It's not where the husband passed away while they were engaged. The husband passed away after they were fully married. And so then since part of the Ksuba... Um, already applies, and uh, the mother receives sustenance from her husband, um, so then maybe the daughter should also receive it. Or do we say that? No. Since this is a daughter from before their marriage, so then she does not receive sustenance. So then the question is a very different type of a question. Okay, next case. So if it is the daughter of an Anusa, and Anusa is uh, the cases that we've been discussing for a while, uh, a few months ago, where a let's say a girl between the ages of twelve and twelve and a half is, uh, God forbid, raped. So then the law is that he has to then marry her, and not only does he have to marry her, but they're not allowed to get divorced. There's a prohibition for him to get divorced. Uh, so what happens when he dies? Uh, what happens when he dies? Does the daughter of such a after the, after they get married, they have a daughter? Does that daughter receive mizonos? Does she receive sustenance from the estate, or does she not? Sumara so qualifies this. So essentially, the Gemara asks that. Uh, do we say, well, it depends on the opinion. There's, a, there's, a, there's an argument as to whether or not the mother, the wife slash mother, receives a ksuba. Does she receive a ksuba in such a marriage? Because they're not allowed to get divorced. So if they're not allowed to get divorced, uh, in general, there's a concept of a ksuba. Part of the reason for a ksuba is so that there's something preventing the couple from getting divorced. We want to have some sort of, we don't want to make it so easy for them to get divorced. But they're not allowed to get divorced anyways. So according to one opinion, uh, 
she there there certainly is a ksuba. There is a ksuba. In that, and according to that opinion, certainly the daughter would also receive sustenance. But according to the other opinion that says that there is no ksuba, so then does the daughter receive sustenance? Yeah, because the only reason why there's no ksuba is for the mother. Uh, because because uh, there's nothing... Uh, there's no there's no reason for her to receive the ksuba because they're not allowed to get divorced. Uh, but once the husband dies, so then the question is, is there a concept of receiving sustenance? Now, the, the commentators explain that this question doesn't really have to be limited to the daughter. The wife slash mother also receives sustenance in a regular case, in a regular marriage from her husband. So then she should also receive it in this case. The only reason why she doesn't receive ksuba is just the main part of the ksuba, the 200 or the 100. In this case, it would be 100. Um, and that's the main part of the ksuba she doesn't receive because uh, they're, they're not getting divorced anyways. But if we, uh, uh, if we say that the daughter should receive the sustenance from the, from the brothers, from the, from the state of the father, so then certainly uh, there's definitely an argument to be made that the mother slash wife should also receive sustenance. But this too is answered with a teku. It is unresolved. Okay, those are the different cases. Those are the different cases that are found in the Gemara. The Gemara now continues to analyze uh, the Mishnah. Uh, this is now a new topic. Analyzing the Mishnah and also really analyzing the language that's used in the Ksuba. We've had this in the past also where uh, we sort of analyze the language that's used in the Ksuba to explain certain laws about the Ksuba. So the Ksuba says twice the language of Babesi. What we're discussing here is no longer the daughter. What we're discussing is the wife. The wife uh, is receives uh, money for sustenance, for food, uh, from the estate. The estate is given to her to the sons, uh, but they then have to provide for the mother, for their mother, or if it's um, a stepmother, it's for a stepmother. Uh, but they would have to provide sustenance. Um, and it says that it's only when does it end, How for how long do they have to provide sustenance? Until she, uh, as long as she is a widow. But if she, let's say, she marries somebody else, as long as she's staying in the house of her husband, as long as she's staying in the house of her husband and she's not marrying anybody else, so then... Uh, they provide. They have to provide sustenance. The question is, what happens in the following scenario? The Gemara will discuss a scenario where there is no house. It's uh, it's it's a shack. It's too small. It's too small for everybody to live in. Uh, so there is no house. What happens in that case? Do we say the the Ksuba said that as long as they're living in a house, um, so then they they receive the uh, mizonos, the uh, the sustenance. But what happens if they're not able to live in that house? Uh, so just to explain the Gemara, before we even get into the Gemara, there's different ways to explain the Gemara. I, we're going to explain it according to one opinion that's found in, in uh, one of the earlier commentators, the Rush. He explains as follows. Um, the case here, if the house is too small, so then the brothers, sorry, the sons, they really have to, they have to rent out another house for her. It's their obligation through the, through the estate uh, to rent another house for her. The case that we're discussing here is where she's, she says, I want to stay in this house. I want to stay in this small house. I don't want to leave. And the brothers say, brothers slash uh, sons, they say that, no, we want, it's too small. We want you to rent another house. So the law is that we, uh, we accept that. And they have, she has to then rent, uh, they're paying for it. Uh, the, the sons are paying for it. But she would then have to live in another house. That's the law. Now that she's living in another house, so then the question becomes, do they also have to provide sustenance? Why would you say not? So part of the argument is that the sustenance is cheaper when they're all living together. When they're all living together, you pay less for food. Now once they're already living in different homes, they're having meals at different times, they're having different types of meals, uh, so then it gets more expensive. So 
they want to, potentially, you can make the claim that they don't have to provide the, uh, the sustenance. So this is a dispute. Again, the cases where uh, the sons say that it's too small, she has to go to another house, she goes to another house, now that she's in another house, do they also have to provide sustenance or not? So says the Gemara, Tani Rav Yosef, of Amazonia Isler. Rav Yosef says, yes, they still have to provide sustenance. They still have to provide food for her, even though she's living in a different house. Mar Baravashi Amar, Afil Amazoni Nami Lesla. Mar Baravashi says, no, they don't have to provide sustenance. Once she's going to another house, no need to provide sustenance. Viles Hilchos Gemar Baravashi. In the other day, we do not follow this second opinion. In the other day, we follow the opinion that says that they do have to provide sustenance, even though uh, she's not living with them, and even though it's going to be more expensive, they still have to provide the sustenance. That's how we follow in the end of the day. Okay. The Gemara now uh, continues with the discussion of until when do the, uh, do the sons have to provide sustenance for, uh, for their mother, for their stepmother? When does this end? At what point in time does this end? And it basically comes down to two different time periods. One time period is if she wants to get married, if she marries, certainly, if she marries somebody else, uh, so then she's not no longer supported by the estate of her uh, of, of her late husband. Uh, that's certainly true. It's but it could be go beyond that. Not just if she marries somebody else, but even if she has the desire to marry somebody else, uh, we'll see exactly what that means. How far do you take that? Or let's say she wants to marry somebody else. Um, so then also there too. Uh, potentially, she would not be. She would not receive the mizono. She would not receive the sustenance from her the estate of her late husband. That's really one scenario. The other scenario is when she asks for her ksuba. Uh, she's only provided sustenance up until the point in time where she asks for her ksuba. The ksuba is the one hundred or two hundred that we've been discussing uh, all this time. Uh, if she receives her ksuba, or potentially even if she asks for her ksuba, so then she no longer receives sustenance. It's one or the other. She doesn't receive both at the same time. So let, let, let's see the gemara inside. Shmuel says that if she was basically, there was a proposal. If there's a proposal to get married and uh, she is into this, she wants to get married, she does not receive sustenance. She didn't get married yet, but there's just the proposal alone, so then she doesn't receive sustenance. The Gemara asks, oh, You're going to tell me that uh, if, she, uh, if she didn't agree to this, so then she does receive sustenance. Is that true? So how, 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 far, how far do we take this? Uh, she, she's, already, she's already looking to get married. At that point in time, she shouldn't receive the mizonos. She shouldn't receive the, uh, uh, the sustenance from the, from the late husband. Why is it only if uh, she rejected this particular person? So the Gemara qualifies this and says as follows. Om Ravana. Ravana says, L'didim avarjali minedim ar Shmuel. Om Ravachos ploni baili yishna mizonos machos b'nei adam she'ina mugan ala e'ina mizonos. Marshmul says, explains as follows. It depends. Why is she rejecting this shidduch? Why is she rejecting this uh, proposal? If it's because of her husband that she's still, uh, she's still, she's still in mourning over her husband or the, to the honor of her husband, she doesn't want to get married. So then certainly in that case, she still gets, receives sustenance from her late husband's estate. However, if she says, it's just this, these people, I'm not, I'm not fit. It's not a good fit. I want to get married, but it's not a good fit. The very fact that she wants to get married, that there's a proposal, and she wants to get married, she does not receive any more of the sustenance. Okay, that's scenario number one. The next scenario, Let's say she doesn't get married, but she, ha- she, uh, she has sexual relations with somebody. Again, this is after her late husband, pass- her husband passes away. Uh, she has sexual relations with somebody, not getting married. Um, so then, there too, she does no longer receives the sustenance because she's with somebody else. Case number three, What happens if she starts putting on makeup? She starts going on dates. 
So there too, we see that she wants to get married. She does not receive the sustenance anymore. At that point in time, even though she's not married, but she doesn't want, she, she wants to get married, uh, she's putting on makeup, she does not receive uh, the sustenance from the estate. So the Gemara says, Mandam Rezinta Kol Shekin Kechlev Pirchza. Mandam Rekechlev Pirchza Vazinta Islamaitama Yitzer Ansa. The Gemara says that, well, the opinion that said that, um, that it's uh, from when, at the point in time when she, let's say she has sexual relations with somebody else, so then certainly in a case where she's going on dates to get married, that's definitely for marriage, so then for sure in that case she shouldn't receive sustenance. But if it's the other way around, if the opinion that the opinion that says that it's only when she's getting ready to, to go on dates and to get married, so then she doesn't receive sustenance. But if it was a scenario where she it was a one-time thing where she had sexual relations with somebody, no, she's still connected to her husband. It happens to be that her, uh, her evil inclination got in the way. But it's not that she wants to get married to somebody else. It's not that she's connected to somebody else. She's really connected to her late husband. But something happened, so maybe she should still continue, according to that opinion, to receive sustenance from the estate. After all these opinions, we have three different cases. The Gemara in the end of the day says, In the end of the day, we do not follow any of these, uh, any of these cases. And essentially, in all of these cases, we will say, uh, that she continues to receive mizonos. She's not fully married to somebody else yet. She continues to receive sustenance from the estate of her late husband. She continues to receive it. Now, there is there's an opinion. This is a, a dispute, but uh, there's an opinion within Tosos that says that the first case where uh, there was a proposal, so then in that case she doesn't receive, uh, and then the law would be that she doesn't receive um, any more uh, sustenance from, from the estate. Um, but that that itself is, is a subject to debate. Um, but what's the case? Well, the Gemara wants to know what's the case where she doesn't get any more sustenance. The point in time where she asks for the ksuba. We pointed out that there are two different scenarios where she doesn't receive sustenance anymore. One is the case that we've been discussing until now, which is which were cases where she's looking to get married. The other one is where she asks for her ksuba money. She asks for the 100 or 200 once she receives that, certainly once she receives it, she's no longer supported by the by the estate, by 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 the sons who received uh, the Yerusha, the inheritance. Once, but according to this Gemara, even once she makes the request, the request for the Ksuba, she does not receive sustenance. The Gemara says, "Wait a minute." Asks the Gemara, "Vatanya in the Brisa says, the Brisa from the time period of the Mishnah says, let's say she sells her ksuba, or let's say uh, she uses it to pay back a loan. Um, so then, in all of those cases, she loses sustenance. The implication is she loses sustenance in those cases because she really is losing the ksuba. At that moment, she's losing ksuba. But just the request to have the ksuba, so the, the implication is that she doesn't lose sustenance if she just makes that request to have the ksuba. So the Gemara answers... And with this will end. Um, the only time when she makes the request, the request alone, she doesn't even receive the ksuba, makes the request, she loses sustenance. That's only referring to a case where um, uh, where she makes that request in Beisden, in court. Uh, but all the other cases where she's selling the ksuba or she's paying back a loan with the ksuba, that could even happen outside of court and then she no longer receives sustenance. So in the end of the day, um, there could be cases where, because it's the, uh, she's getting married to somebody else, or maybe even a proposal to somebody else, and the only reason why she's backing out of it is because she doesn't think it's a good it's a good match. 
but she still wants to get married. So then it could be in those cases she loses the sustenance. The other case where she would lose sustenance is if she sells the ksuba, or perhaps if she, and also in a case where uh, she asks for the ksuba in court, so then she would no longer receive sustenance from the estate. Okay, that concludes uh, this class. We're in the middle of Nandala Mal 54a, and we'll continue in the next class.